Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Ah, we're in the holiday spirit right here, aren't we? A little bit of snow on the ground. Everyone going out shopping. We got Santa tonight from five to from uh, six to seven. Talk to Santa. Five more youngsters will get an opportunity tonight, which is awesome. And you want to stock up not just for the weekend but for the holidays. And by the way, how about Brewers Outlet gift cards? If you're wondering what you want to do, a Brewer's Outlet gift card, wow. And while you're there, Imports, Domestics, Microbrews, they have the best selection of beer anywhere. People love wine coolers, they love water, soft drinks, they have all of that and more. Snacks, lots and lots of snacks. Roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. A... Great selection, six different flavors of slushies in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, Brock Purdy, he knows exactly where to find George Kittle. He looks right, comes left, throws down the sideline, wide open, George Kittle. 30, 20, cuts inside, 10, cuts inside again. Touchdown! San Francisco! I thought I was going to say Shikalumi. (laughs) I think the suit needs to step up his game after hearing that. S-U-I-T, that spells suit What do you think? That was pretty good, not going to lie. That was was pretty good, is right. I was like, wow. That was pretty good. I was impressed. All right. They won last night, beat the Seahawks. They have clinched the division. They're in. The last two times they won the West, they made the Super Bowl. All right. So now let's get to wrestling. Penn State, as expected, beat Oregon State. Now they go to New Orleans. they got three dual meets coming up, two of them on Monday, including North Carolina, and then one, and we're not sure again, two, depending on how the tournament goes on Tuesday. So he's already said he's got already reservations at Dickie Brennan's, Quarter Two Sisters, NOLA. That's Emerald's place. That's Emerald's original restaurant. I mean. That's exactly right. I love me some Emerald. 
Pat O'Brien's with the dueling pianos, and yes, the hurricane glasses. And that is Jeff Byers. Jeff, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful family. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I do have to ask, where are you staying? Do you know in the world? I think we are staying, and my understanding is we're actually staying at the convention center, which is where the sure. Russians going to be at the okay. Korean uh, convention center. Well, good. That's fine. That's a, you're near. That means you're near the French Quarter. Yeah. Right. I'm, that, I'm okay with that. Okay. Pat O'Brien's dueling pianos. Dickie Brennan's. Quarter Two Sisters. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nola. Come on. Great restaurants. This is your, this is your trip. Screams you, Canal Street. Go for it. I I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, for for a uh, itinerary travel itinerary that usually includes uh, only trips to Minneapolis and Iowa City, uh, New Orleans is a uh, welcome change of scenery on the wrestling <laughs> oh, schedule. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> you you have hit the jackpot. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you could be right now in Bloomington. No, <laughs> I'm going to New Orleans. <laughs> They're off to a really good start, which is not unexpected to this point. Um, so when you look at the progress they have made, what do you like so far? What has to be better? Yeah, I, there's a lot to like, Steve. I mean, I, I really like uh, where the conditioning is at, and that's you know certainly not unusual for this program. But, you know, I think there were a couple of kids that uh, – maybe have even surprised themselves with just uh, how far along they are on, on that end um, against some some of the upper echelon competition that they've uh, faced in some of the matches uh, early in, in the season. A guy like Shane Van Ness, who just hasn't had a yeah. chance to, to go live, uh, really. I mean, he did uh, had two matches last year, but the injury really limited him in, in terms of what he could do. And uh, so I, I really like where they're at, just conditioning and uh, team chemistry-wise. I, I just think – I feel like I say this every year, but I mean it every year. I, I feel like this team is as close, if not closer, than any squad they've had before. And you can just see it with the interaction within the uh, room and, and within the team, and, and not just among the starters. I, I think there's just a really good vibe uh, right now around all of these guys. And, you know, listen, there's some things technique-wise uh, that especially some of the younger guys – need to improve on and they know it and, and it'll come I mean I, there's no question about that I think probably that's the thing I'm most excited about uh, seeing this uh, this coming tournament is uh, guys like Shane Van Ness and certainly mm. Alex Facundo is going to see some right. uh, you know guys that are uh, on a much higher plane than anybody they've faced to this point this season and just getting that experience and test and, and measuring stick I think is big for those guys at this stage of the season. When I talked with Kale last week uh, we were talking about Greg Kurtfleet putting on, on about 25-30 pounds. Yeah. Uh, what kind of difference has that made and it doesn't seem like he's lost a step of quickness in doing, in doing it. No and I think that's the biggest thing Steve is, is that uh, yeah, he's put on that weight without uh, any discernible. And, and listen, they do some uh, pretty heavy-duty uh, duty measuring within the, the squad in terms of figuring out uh, where they're at with quickness and speed and all of that stuff. And, and all of that is also showing that he, he really has not lost a step, that the quickness is, uh, and the athleticism is every bit uh, what it was a year ago. Uh, and what I think the 25 pounds uh, has done for him uh, is two things. One, 
I just think it, it has given him a new uh, level of confidence. And I, I wouldn't exactly describe him as lacking confidence last season. But, I, I mean, I think he truly goes out there now believing uh, that there is no way anybody can beat him. And, and, you know, I think he thought last year he could beat anybody. But it's, again, just a subtle difference of, nope, I, now <laughs> you are really going to have to do something special to, to beat me because I'm on top of my game. And now – uh, I have the strength that I know I, I can go with absolutely anybody uh, at this weight class, and and that's the thing. It's it's more about the strength than the weight, although the weight you know is is a substantial and significant part of that. Um, but the other thing I think it it really does uh, allow Steve is is I think he now has the ability uh, to go toe to toe with the bigger guys and you know not have to fend them off but to, to be able to go on the attack and feel comfortable you know there were a couple of situations last year uh i guess like gable stevenson and i mean sure. you know upper echelon guys tony cassiope but you could see and he got in on a shot and he was still shooting but he just he wasn't able to finish or didn't have the confidence that he could finish cleanly and you just don't see that this year and, and certainly i think the cassiope bout was a great uh, probably the best example of it so far this season. So let's, let's flip it to the opposite end of the spectrum. Steen at 125. What are you seeing there? Because, I mean, it, that, that you know, look, youth comes into play here. It's been catch as catch can on points. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's a confidence thing there, too. And I think, you know, he has a, a whole lot of talent and just needs to kind of figure out how to use it at, at this level. I really like the way he is making subtle little adjustments. Uh, in his game on on the technique front uh and i think as as the season goes along he's going to get better and better you know i don't think uh you know he comes in with some high accolades for, from high school sure. and, and well-earned uh honors i don't think he is as naturally gifted as, as some of the other kids in the lineup uh and so you know i think it's going to be more of a grind for him to try to get uh you know the point where he can get on the podium uh at some point in his career but um, you know, you love the work ethic, and, and he's uh, a, a wrestling smart kid. I mean, he, he is making those adjustments. Um, you know, I think he's still, truthfully, a little undersized for the weight class. When you look at some of the other top yeah. top level guys, he's probably walking around at the you know ten to fifteen pounds under what those guys are walking around at uh, when they're not cutting weight. And and so you know, it's he's at a bit of a disadvantage, but that's you know just the reality of the situation he's in and he's going to have to figure out how to wrestle through that and uh and be the best version of himself he can and i think he's he's well on his way to doing that i i I like the coachability and the way he approaches the sport something that uh kale and i talked about well a couple three questions last week dealt with bo bartlett when you see a guy finally get to his natural weight to wrestle what's the difference that you see in him now that he's at the weight that now fits him. Yeah, I, I think kind of same thing we've been talking about. Confidence is just such a big part of sports in yeah. general and wrestling in particular. And you can just see it. He's more comfortable, confident there. Uh, you know, he feels at home at that weight class. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing for him still, Steve, is he is just such a, a bright, uh, thoughtful kid yeah. uh, that it, it I think it almost sometimes gets in the way of just because uh, he has a great natural feel for the sport. And I think there are times 
where he's just kind of overthinking and overanalyzing when he's out there instead of, hey, just just let it roll and let it fly, and, and you can analyze later what, what happened. But, um, you know, he, he definitely, I mean, the the potential is through the roof here at, at this weight. And, um, and, again, you can just see it in the way he carries himself. It, there's just a different uh, level of confidence and belief about what he can accomplish here uh, now that he's at uh, what, what he believes, and that's the most important thing, is his uh, home weight. And I don't think there's any question it's the weight that he's most effective at. I, I feel he has benefited in some ways because he wrestled in a different weight class, that he saw things, and in terms of power, he saw certain elements that he can now apply at this weight class. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I do think it, it really helped him from a technical standpoint being at that weight because there were some things you know where – uh, he wasn't going to overpower, you know, some of the top uh, kids at, at that weight. Right. So he had to figure some things out and and really hone in on some technique. And I think you combine that with now, you know, I, again, I think he is as uh, strong and powerful as anybody at at 141. And so now, you know, I think he feels uh, that he can beat Beecher with technique or with just you know raw power and. and kind of willing himself through different situations and when you have that combination out there on the mat you know i'd say kind of the same thing that greg kirkley has at heavyweight it just uh that mindset then is that uh, yeah I, I can't be beat anybody surprised you so far in this lineup you know van ness is still probably the guy that I, yeah. and it's not that i i didn't think he had potential and that you know i i I just thought it was going to take him a while to wrestle himself into being kind of what we're seeing at the mm-hmm. early stage of the season. The fact that he's where he's at at this stage of the season, uh, and listen, both he and uh, Facundo at, at 65 are in loaded weight classes, uh, you know, just uh, deep uh, top-end talent uh, at, at each weight class. And uh, again, I, I wouldn't say that Van Ness is surprising me in terms of what he's doing. It's just how quickly uh, he he's doing it, and uh, you know he's really shown some grit in in some of these uh, early matches. And you just don't know that. I mean, you see it in the room, and you get a pretty good feel for it. But until you get in a match where you need to dig deep a little bit and and you know really figure some things out against a guy that's giving you some problems, and we've seen that a couple times already from Van Ness. And I think we'll see it with Facundo. He just hasn't had the opportunity yet right. to face top-level guys, and you know he'll certainly get that opportunity in New Orleans. Yeah, so let's talk about New Orleans for a moment, the opportunity to see, quote, better competition across the board. You know, give us an idea of what, you know, in terms of the challenge of this that faces yeah. Penn State and going down for the two days. Yeah, I think it's a, an exciting uh, few matchups for, for Penn State. I think Central Michigan is just one of those really mm-hmm. solid uh, dual-meet teams. I, you know, Always they don't good. Have they're always yeah, good. They, they don't have as many top-end uh, guys that are going to contend for national title honors at the end of the year, but they, they just have a bunch of uh, really solid guys. That they, uh, you know, Casey Cunningham will tell you. Tom Borelli was his coach. He's still with Central Michigan, and, and Borelli is uh, uh, about as good a technician as you're going to find in the country. So, so his guys are going to be well prepared, well coached, uh, and you know, a, again, a very solid team, but. Certainly a team that on paper, Penn State, uh, dual meet score-wise, should handle fairly easily. And then you go to North Carolina, a little more top-end talent, a few more guys that I think can contend for high-end All-American. Uh, but again, I think Penn State, the, the matchup there favors them, and, and you certainly like their chances. But I, I think, again, a couple of the guys should get really good tests and, and good measuring stick opportunities there. And then, 
you know, assuming it's it'll be either Iowa State or Cornell that they'll face on mm-hmm. Tuesday night, and and either team, I mean, they're both loaded with high-end All-American national title contenders, and. Uh, again, I, if Penn State's healthy and is resting its uh, full lineup on, on Tuesday night, which is the plan, I think uh, you know Penn State's obviously going to be very tough to beat. But I think that uh, both of those teams are both uh, have enough high-end talent and are, and are solid enough up and down the lineup that if Penn State's not on, uh, it could be a, a dangerous dual meet. But again, I think that the real benefit there is is getting guys like Terrell Barraclaw and the freshman that we mentioned. Uh, the opportunity to, to face some of that, that top-end competition and, you know, possibly be in a situation where they have to, uh, you know, produce, at least keep a score to a decision uh, for Penn State to, to be able to accomplish what it wants to and, and get out of there still undefeated. In the, all the years you've done this, and now especially in recent years, how do you view success, Jeff? Do you view success in the team score, or are you thinking about success in terms of individuals? Yeah, I, I will tell you that my mindset has changed with uh, Kale. That's right. No, the way he approaches exactly it sure. right. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's no question. And and I do watch now. Uh, you know, all right, is is this guy making the adjustments that they're working on in practice, and that the you know that that they know they needed to improve on from the the previous match and. Um, you know, you're right. It, it, depending on the kid, like a Gary Steen may lose, but you may be thrilled with the, hey, man, he really has figured out that part of his game, and right. now we can go to work seeing uh, some of the other parts, whereas somebody else may win, and you're like, oh, man, yeah, but uh, the double leg that they've been working on for two weeks, never even tried it. So, right. yeah, it, it definitely has changed, and, uh, and yeah, I do watch – uh, you know, I, I try to be fair to the kid. Obviously, a win is a win, and that's a big deal at this level of uh, of wrestling. But yeah, I'm I'm watching to see. Okay, are these guys doing what's uh, kind of being asked and what they're working on in, in the room right now? And and is that translating to what uh, both the kids and the coaches want to see in terms of uh, results and uh, you know the the steps along the way to, to where they can you know, make this thing all come together in March. Yeah, because when it comes to winning and losing dual meets, obviously that's the first thing I look at is the score. I got it. But when I start looking at the lineup and so forth, I'm always thinking now about March whenever I watch Penn State. I mean, that's how how I'm looking at it. Are they making the steps forward individually to get them to March? Yeah, for sure, and, and you're wanting to see with guys like uh, you know Bravo Young and, and Sirachi and Brooks are they are they widening that gap the way they they want to be, uh, and you know if if not you know is there are there little things there that uh, they just need to go back to work on technique wise and, and make some adjustments, and then again with the, the younger guys uh, probably Alex Facundo is the guy I'm most excited to see because yeah. I just want to see. You know, when he gets in a match against a really top end guy, not even necessarily whether he wins or loses, but is he, you know, is he staying mentally on top of it? Is he making some of those adjustments that, uh, you know, like we've seen Van Ness making a couple of his matches already this season during the match? And then, again, regardless of the results, I, I think this is uh, just going to be a, a really beneficial competition for this team uh, when Marsh rolls around. Jeff, enjoy it uh, going down there, the competition. Because, I mean, you know, no matter what, we kid around about going to restaurants, but it's a business trip. 
and uh, and take care of business like you always do. We look forward to hearing it, and when you do get a chance, enjoy being in New Orleans. Yep, for sure. Right. We we will do both things. Merry Christmas to you and that beautiful family of yours, by the way. Merry Christmas to you, Steve. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Jeff. The great Jeff Byers, play-by-play voice, Penn State Wrestling. Come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And believe me, it is... uh, a, uh, it's the holiday season. And since it's the holiday season, enjoy every second of it. Okay? Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now to bring in the king, have a little fun on a Friday. We're still waiting on him. What? What? I don't know. He texted he emailed me all the picks for today, so I I'm I know he's coming. I guess he's just running a little late. This is disgraceful. <laughs> kind of Aren't they still getting business? snow up there in New England? I don't think now they are, no. Oh, well then I don't know. Any answer I've heard from you how many times now? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get a hold of him shortly. Uh, meanwhile, the bowl games, uh looked like Harris got hurt in the game against... Um, uh, Troy. Uh, 
uh, UTSA was up 12 to nothing. I think they're at halftime now. Why Messi is not just the best soccer player ever, but the best male athlete ever. Really? Okay. 12-7 at halftime. Yep. UTSA, San Antonio leading Troy. Troy, of course, from Alabama. Uh, That last drive where Troy scored was actually the first time the entire game they crossed midfield. So, and you have three Saturday games tomorrow in the NFL, right? UAB already won today. Did you see how Miami of Ohio, they got to the two-yard line at the end. Came up just short. Two-yard line. Wow. And we had Dick Vermeil on the show, and they've got that big event coming up tonight here in Belfont. We had Dick Vermeil on the show last week. Think about how he won the Super Bowl. Mike Jones stopped Dyson at the one-yard line in the last play of the game. Exactly right. Another guy who would make that play? The King, who now officially joins us after battling some traffic. Traffic? In stores? Yeah, you battled some traffic on the way home, right, King? Hello? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what do you think about that quarterback for the Niners? You, you know what? He's played very well to this point. Uh, you know what he's done? The, the biggest thing that he has done is that he has not thrown an interception. Right. He's got the six. He's got the six touchdowns, no interceptions. So what he has done is he's been efficient enough and has not done anything yet to hurt his team. That, well, to me, is a big part of it. You know what else is? And I've only heard one commentator say it. He started all four years at Iowa State. Right. He's played yeah. a lot of football, and guys like Mac Jones, you know. They didn't start. They didn't play till some of them their senior year. You know, this guy's got a lot of football games under his belt. He he's yeah. a rookie, but he's very skilled. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean that's no, a lot. If you play that much football, you know, and he was a leader. He's got the leadership qualities. He to me he reminds me of Joe Montana. I don't know why. Oh, but well, and look, he's got. I am um, very impressed with him. He's played very well to this point. And uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done. Did I you see that Shane, play last night where he, he hot, hot, and he pumped to the left, then he yep. did a 360 and pumped to the right, and then hit the tight end over the middle? That's just yeah. like, wow. You know, that, that's just no. really good football. That's, Look, that's good stuff. That's yeah. really good stuff, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, well, and I give, anyway. I, give him a lot, I give him a lot of credit for what he's done to this point. The key part to me is he has not made mistakes. And that's he hasn't the, got that, whacked either. Oh. Right? But he's got a running game. He's yeah. got a running game. Oh, he's game. fast. Did you see that slide he made last night? 
That see that shows you how smart he is. That's the experience yeah, of, of four years as a like starting man. quarterback at Iowa State. Although he and Kittle yeah. were funny last night, they looked over, you know, because Iowa plays Iowa State every year. Yeah, and Kittle played for Iowa. Kittle looks over. He says, "How many times you you beat Iowa?" Uh, not enough. <laughs> well, even Boza, after the game, he said they were interviewing. They asked how they felt about him. He said, you know, we knew right away he was going to be good. But he said, man, did you see that slide? <laughs> it's like the reporter was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. He says, man, you can't teach that, you know. No, you cannot. See, that's the yeah. key. You cannot teach that part of it. Uh, and I'll give you one. The rookie running back at the end of the game, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. He breaks free. He gets inside the 10. Now, what he should do is he should slide. Right. Okay, because you know, Seattle's out of timeouts. See, that's what Saquon Barkley did when the Giants beat the Ravens. Barkley's yep. going to score a touchdown. He slides at the at the three-yard line, ends the game. You, know, you can't put a price you can't put a price on brains to go with athleticism. Right. I mean last night if they scored that touchdown it was out of reach. I mean that's not I I know, but I'm saying it was I'm only saying, like uh, a better, seconds left. But you're right. Better, he should have he should have right, fallen better, down, but I mean right. he, he I mean, when you're a running back for the San Francisco forty ers and they bring in Christian McCaffrey Yep. You're, you're like, this is my only shot, you know. Well, no, no, I, I totally understand. On, on Amazon Prime TV. I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him at all. I'm just saying that mm. a veteran would will think a little differently than a kid. Right, and that, right. That, you know, and that's why I gave Purdy a lot of credit because he was – Thinking a lot. I mean, he's thinking way differently, the kid. Yeah, and all the players in the team, they're all saying the same thing. Are you surprised? I said no. From day one, he was different, and they knew it. You know, yeah. but in the in the business world, you've got all the two quarterbacks ahead of him making a fortune. You know, you can't. Yeah. You know, now now you're. I, I'm, I think Purdy stays quarterback. I think Washington's shown that. Keeping, uh, I forgot his name, but. Um, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, once as the backup. You know, that's. It has to stay that way. So, you don't necessarily, if you lose your job because of an injury and the other guy is better, you lost your job. That's the way it goes. So. Uh, that's what we uh, tried to tell the soup. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Fouled We kept trying to tell him over and over again. Uh, hey, I'm Penn State basketball is good this year, huh? Yeah, I noticed. Uh, Seven to three? <laughs> Seven to three. Um, they got a four-game homestand coming up. Sunday they got Canisius, uh, which is the right kind of opponent to play after finals. Then they have Quinnipiac. And and then they have Delaware State. Then they're back into the Big Ten with Iowa. The win over Illinois was a big, big boost. Sure, you could have you could be ten and three going into the Big Ten. Yeah, oh. which would be that'd be great. Yeah. Well, oh, 
All right. We'll Why take don't a break. you win we the NCAA tournament, man? I want you to fly around the country again. That'd be great. Then you can bring me. <laughs> but I won't Perfect. fly, so I'll take a train. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to put me in an airplane. Well, I'd rather crawl. Well, then you'd, you'd love what I'm doing on the bowl trip. So I'm flying out commercially on the 30th, 6 a.m. flight to Newark. I got a flight from Newark to LAX that gets me at 11:30 in the morning. Then on the third, I got to fly from LAX to Detroit because I got a game at Michigan on the fourth, and then I come back in the basketball charter. That would age me 20 years. I would, I'd have to take some type of drug to knock me out. You know? Ah, uh, come on. No, put me in the luggage compartment or something. I, I make too many parts for airplanes. You don't understand. Uh, okay. And it, I see what these guys do. It's frightening. They cut corners left and right. So. Well, that makes me feel better. Have yeah. you done anything uh, well, for, ever done anything for parts of the Dreamliner? So John Madden, <laughs> take a train. Oh. I mean, ever do anything on, on, for a Dreamliner? What? <laughs> Did no. make any parts just, for the Dreamliner? Oh, my almighty! Because that's what I'm flying out to Los Angeles. No, you're perfectly safe. If they were going to crash, they'd crash. But I'm just, I don't know. Well, that's what I always tell, that's what I always tell them all the time. I'm right now. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They used to make me pee in a cup. You know, I don't have to do that anymore. Huh? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. What a relief I'm, for I'm all of us. I'm just telling you. They, five years ago, they they called me up and they said they wanted me to do a bunch of welding for them. And they said, can your welder pass a drug test? <laughs> so I went out and I asked my welder, can you pass a drug test? He said, give me three weeks. <laughs> I don't, oh, jeez. That's And he said, can you? And I said, yeah. He said, we just need some, one person in the building to pass the drug test. I said, holy crap. Fabulous. Oh, okay. Great news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I passed Great the drug news. test. Yeah. So, Perfect. Anyway. Well, now we know all that. Let's take a break. Picks in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hey, by the way, before we uh, move on, just one quick note. The NCAA is going to allow uh, freshmen to play in bowl games. If they're at the limit of four games played in the season, the bowl game will not count against their eligibility. So they they made that announcement today. All right. There we go. Is he Baker, governor of uh, Massachusetts, yeah, going to be the head of the yeah. NCAA? Yep. I mean, He's good I man. A, He's good guy. Yeah, no, they could have picked a janitor. He'd be a better choice than uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Guy. Oh, this yes. guy's good. So, he's sharp as a pack. Uh, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's sharp. Anything that over this guy, I'm for. All right. Yep. So let's get to games and picks. All right. So last week, of course, this is our first week just doing NFL with college into the bowl season. Now we did those picks. So Steve. Went four and one last week. He's eighty-three and fifty-seven. I went three and two. I'm eighty-seven and fifty-three. King went one and four. He's seventy-five and sixty-four. Which oh. one did I win? <laughs> you won the Pittsburgh. 
No, uh, I have to go back and look. I forget. <laughs> I, I, well, I have to go back and look. I forget. I honestly I don't mean, remember. Pittsburgh, well, uh, I, I, whose idea was it to do this friggin' uh, the point, point spread? spread? So that, this was your idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not working out well for me. <laughs> All right, well, let's start it off with some Saturday showcase football tomorrow. This is the night game. Miami at Buffalo with more snow coming to Buffalo, like three feet maybe. We'll see how this goes. Miami is given seven and a half on the road. King. I got Buffalo. Miami was horrible last week against the Chargers. Buffalo is going to blow them out. Steve. I'll go with the Bills. Um, You know, I I think – I know there's a point spread here, but I'll go with the Bills. I like the I like the Bills to win the game, but I'm taking Miami in the points because these types of games, especially if you're going to have three feet of snow on the ground, you're going to have turnovers galore. And Josh Allen, he's had a heck of a year still, but he's turned the ball over a lot. And that's yeah, going to keep yeah, the Dolphins yeah. in this game. So I think the Bills still win, but I think it's a close, sloppy game. I'll take Miami in the points. Good pick. All right, next ah, one. What, what, they say it's going to be close and sloppy. It sounds like your dinner table. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> Actually, yes, that's very true. Especially Marky Mark. <laughs> Last night was the messiest meal: spaghetti and meatballs. That's always a that's always a slop oh, fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holds him down in the bathtub afterwards. Anyway. <laughs> Detroit and the Jets. No Mike White for the for the Jets, so it's going to be Zach Wilson who got demoted, but now he's going to get the start again. Detroit, one-point favorite on the road. Steve. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm with Kev. I really like the Lions. They're, they're playing great for this guy. I go with Detroit. Me too. I love the Lions in this game. King? Oh, Detroit. Especially if Zach Wilson's playing. Legitimate chance to still be in the playoffs, so. too. They are yeah. right there at six and seven. If the team hates him, they're not going to play the same for him. They yeah, no, that's also them. true. Yes. Oh. All right, now we got the Stillers. No, Kenny Pickett this week. We don't know who's going to start quarterback yet. But either way, Steelers are given two and a half on the road to Carolina. King. Uh, Carolina's playing really, really well. Uh, I'll take Carolina. Uh, Steve. How bad is it that Brock Purdy has hardly played and has more touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett? Yeah, that's not great. Not well, good. I mean, Pickett's not going to play in the game. I'm going to pick Carolina. Um, I'm going to go Carolina, too, just because I don't know what you're going to get from, from Pittsburgh at this point. I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina blows it and Pittsburgh somehow steals a win, but I'm going to lean Carolina here myself. I mean, by the way, Pittsburgh is... Three and zero against that division. Yes, that's true. They're two and eight against everybody else, but they're three and eight against that division. <laughs> I like to point out they're not in that division. Correct. And Carolina still has somewhat of a sh- is still mathematically alive for the title, which shows you that division. Oh, for goodness sakes, Mount Carmel still mathematically alive for the NFC East. Also, <laughs> All right, uh, Jacksonville hosting Dallas. Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. King. I got Jacksonville. I like it. Yeah. I think they're playing really well, and they're very, very well coached. So. Yes, sir, they yes. are. Yeah, yep. they're a good Doug team. Doug Pete's really good. Yep. Steve? 
Dallas to set up the epic showdown next week where the Eagles will get crushed like a grape. No, they won't. Against Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm just kidding. we got to have some fun here, for goodness sakes. The Jeez. big game is going to be San Francisco and Philadelphia. That is well, a must-see. That is going to yeah. be what a game. That's going to be yeah. the game because the defense for the Niners is so good. Yeah. I still think either way the Eagles are in a good spot, no matter how this goes down. But would have been nice to see Dallas blow it last week and pull off a, a, a cowboy uh, egg at home against the Texans. But you're so bitter. <laughs> I, I'm going with Dallas for plus the and the and the four and a half. You're just so bitter. I think it's like a, a one score game. But you're yeah, bitter. I hope Jacksonville wins though. That'd be great. You're bitter. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Hate Zeke Elliott too, and uh, let's, let's stop there. New England a one-point favorite on the road at Vegas. King. Yeah, I take New England. I, I put this game because it's a must-win game for both teams. But and then you got Belichick against his ex-coach. But I think New England figures out a way to win this game. I'm going New they England. Have to win. Yeah, I'm going New England too, Steve. I'm going to pick Las Vegas. I, I don't know. Every time I watch New England, it doesn't light me up. All right. I no, like there's it. There's nothing to light up. Their offense is horrible. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. a defensive coordinator, uh, coach on offense. But McDaniel's a lousy head coach. Vegas should be mm-hmm. in the playoffs, not playing for the playoffs. They should be in the playoffs yeah. with the talent they have. McDaniel speaks very highly of you. <laughs> I normally get that speech. <laughs> All right, battle the NFC East for the and the, really more of the playoffs in the NFC East. Uh, Washington and the Giants. Washington is a or sorry, the Giants given four and a half on the road. Heineke's the difference. Washington wins. Yeah, I got I got uh, the Commanders. King. I got Washington. Yeah, the Giants are. <laughs> The Giants are back to being the team we love. (laughs) Suck. Oh, good. Them. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.